0: Hi, I'm Mallory Harding, and this is the New Moon Opera Podcast. New Moon Opera is a small opera troupe whose mission is to present opera to Chicago and the surrounding areas in a fun and accessible way. This is our first episode, and today our guests are New Moon Opera Directors of Outreach, Leah Rockwhite and Vera Bowser-Schmitz. Hi! (laughs) We also have two other special guests with us, Mimi and Leonard. (laughs) Two nice... Funny
1: dogs. (laughs) But I'm sure we'll make an appearance. If
0: you can't hear them already. That's right. staring over there. So, Leah, let's go to you first. Leah Rockwhite, you're a soprano. Tell us more about some roles you've
2: played. So, I have not played too many roles, actually. I played um, Gretel in Hansel and Gretel. I've also played the Sandman and the Dew Fairy in Hansel and Gretel. Um, I have been in some ensemble roles. I played Swar Genofieva and Swar Angelica.
0: What about in some New Moon productions?
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, New Moon productions. Yes. Well, yeah, so Sandman Fairy. <laughs> so Sandman Duferi. Um I also was in the old Maid and the Thief. I played Letitia. And should we, are we talking about like upcoming productions? Sure, you can. Yeah, yeah. So A little insider info coming yeah. your way. So this the last show that we just did. Um, I played a very delightful little fruit seller, and then we are also doing Chandrion, and I'll be playing Cinderella in that show.
0: Woo! Um, Um, Leah, what's your dream role?
2: Um, roles that I kind of like, just because I've been doing some arias and stuff, I would love to do, like Gilda would be really fun to do. From Uh Rigoletto? Uh-huh, Yeah. Um, otherwise, any role that someone would hire me for, right? Really, <laughs> quite honestly. <laughs> point, so. like,
0: Leah, you've got another uh, performance coming
2: up pretty soon. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, um, actually, I'm also going to be in Gilbert and Sullivan Opera Company's, um, performance of Patience, which is actually starting rehearsals in just a couple of weeks. So
0: nice. Really what about your gig on January
2: 14th? Oh, was that the gig you were talking about? <laughs> yes, yes. So I'm, happy to, I'm glad you mentioned Patience, too. Yes, yes. Um, also, I have a little trio called the Merly Girlies, named after my dog, Murly, because she has been at every single rehearsal. Um, and that <laughs> includes Mallory Harding and also Sarah Diller. And we are doing a little trio of just some Great acapella women's songs. trio yeah. songs. Yeah. yeah, we're doing a bunch of Wailing Jenny songs. We're doing a Beatles cover, um, Alicia Keys. Alicia cover. Keys. Yeah.
0: yeah, should be fun. Yeah. Um, so and that's with a company we work for called Piano Power. Mm-hmm. So you'll have to catch us at a more public venue another time. So next, let's go to Vera Bowser-Schmitz. Vera's also
1: a soprano. Tell us some roles you've played. Well, (laughs) like Leah, um, you know, I have more choral experience than I do as a solo artist, Mm -hmm. even though I love both um, kinds of work. But um, I've done Geraldine in A Hand of Bridge. I've done Mimi, um, La Boheme. And I've played Anna in The King and I a million oh. times, actually. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, it's one of those roles that just seems to keep following me, uh-huh. um, <laughs> which is a lot of fun, except that I can't whistle, so um, oh, every yeah. time I do it, I have to have the little kid whistle for uh-huh. me. Um, <laughs> Kind of, you know, puts you in your place. But um, <laughs> and with uh, with New Moon, I've been um, lucky enough to do Girl in Trouble Indeed. Yeah, <laughs> very specific role name there. The Jazz Trio. That's girl right. The jazz trio. Yeah, <laughs> and um, I just finished Bagatelle um, in the opera Bagatelle. Which was so much fun, directed by the lovely Mallory Harding, by the way. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, that leads us to what's next, and um, I'll be pay- playing La Fee, <laughs> the fairy godmother. Yes. In <laughs> our upcoming Saint-Réal. Yeah, which will be a lot of fun. So.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Um, what's your dream role? Oh
1: goodness, I, 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 as a working artist, I'd have to um, go with Leah's answer here and then. <laughs> anyone that someone will pay me for um, (laughs) honestly I love all of the Verdi soprano roles like that is really my my thing and um I have a real connection to the role of Mimi I just I love that opera I know it's cliche but it just (laughs) is one of my favorite roles to sing so yeah Mm
0: -hmm. cool um So obviously you guys both teach piano and voice. Vera, you teach some other instruments too? I do. Mm -hmm. Um, So we know that about you, but you have another job that
1: you do too. Tell us about that. Well, um, I actually wear many hats. Yeah, so more than just these two jobs. Yes. (laughs) Um, But I believe the one you're referring to is that I work as a makeup artist um, on the side so um, which has come into play a lot actually in opera it helps a lot to be able to do those things Um, but yeah I'm a freelancer I've actually done some um, film work and that's been a blast and I've also designed the um, cosmetics stuff and uh, whatnot for our productions at New Moon the last two years which has been awesome
0: cool yeah and um can people see more
1: of your makeup work online they certainly can um you can head over to youtube and find me at vera does all Mm -hmm. one word (laughs) and
0: insta instagram too right yes vera Vera
1: does but there's number one after my name there
0: (laughs) so vera does with the number one after it
1: yep cool awesome well thanks guys yeah
0: um all right so uh we're gonna play some opera games and this isn't to make you guys look stupid, it's to help <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> It's to help our audience learn more about opera and, you know, give them a couple laughs. Mm-hmm. So, the trivia questions that I prepared for you guys today are um, actually moon-themed because mm. we're a new moon opera. Oh, so, um, there's a little bit of a twist to the way that we're going to play this game, actually. Um, I need you to listen to the question and, and the options. Mm-hmm. I'll give you A, B, C, D options. Okay. Then you need to drink your glass of wine that you have in front of you. By the way, we are drinking... La marca prosecco. Mm. It's from Italy, <laughs> From Italy. From Italia. It's <laughs> so, yeah, very fancy. And so you got so in order to buzz in to answer, it's not a buzzer. Mm. It's that you have to drink your wine and finish swallowing it and then say the answer. And you can either say the answer or the letter.
1: Okay. I don't care. Okay.
0: Either one. But um be ready to tell me your answer. Like if Vera gets mm-hmm. it, then Leah, mm-hmm. I still want to know your answer. Okay.
1: What what you thought it was. Okay. I hope everyone's ready for some belches. Are we (laughs) having
2: drink one drink? Drink one drink. (laughs) (laughs) Drink one drink. She filled this glass pretty (laughs) and remember, folks,
1: drink responsibly. From New Moon Opera. Drink responsibly. (laughs) Drink
0: responsibly. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So here's the first question. Remember, they're moon themed. Okay.
1: I think that's a hint.
2: how well these
0: hints help me out here. <laughs> in Mozart's The Magic Flute, which character sings an aria in which he tells the moon to hide so as not to see what he's doing? A. Tamino B. Papageno C. Monostatos, D. Zarastro. You don't have to write it down. This one, just answer.
2: <laughs> I'm going with D. Uh, A. Wait. Uh, <laughs> B. Uh, oh, I <laughs> there's only one letter left, Mira. You you're gonna get it. <laughs>
1: okay, hold on, hold on. Let me let me sip my sip here.
0: <laughs> See? Monostatos. <laughs> so this one's actually really creepy. Monostatos is consumed with desire for the beautiful and virtuous Pamina, daughter of the Queen of the Night. He comes along Pamina or comes upon Pamina while she's asleep. And he sings, alles fühlt der liebe Freuden. He sings of his delight at this cherished opportunity and admonishes the watching moon to hide its gaze. Oh, my. He is surprised by the sudden appearance of the queen who orders him away from her daughter. She's like, get away from her, <laughs> Wow, yeah. What a so, <laughs> I just have
1: to say <laughs> that, Leah, both of our voice teachers... From way back, are all shaking their heads in shame <laughs> because I imagine both of us have sung something from the Magic yes, Flute yes, before. Yes, most likely yes. Kids do better than we do. do oh.
0: <laughs> My son is like a very small. He's yes. not like that important. Uh, okay, so you guys get how this works. Yes, right? yes. All yes. right. We, we so zero points. Nobody got any at right. time. All right. Number two, the title character of Vincenzo Bellini's Norma is the High Priestess of the Druids. In Act 1, she sings the celebrated and notoriously difficult aria, Casta Diva, to the chaste goddess of the moon. What sacred ritual is enacted during this scene? Is it A, the dedication of a vestal virgin, B, the cutting of the sacred mistletoe, C, the placing of a wreath at Diana's altar, or D, the sacrifice of an unblemished kid goat. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you finish first.
2: <laughs> we're never gonna get hired for anything. No, we're not. We <laughs> don't know what they're talking about. I'm gonna oh. go with C. B. B.
0: Ding, 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 oh. ding. Oh. There you go, Mira. <laughs> Thank you, Leah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna like keep track here. So oh, nice. at one point. Okay. <laughs> yes, you're right. It was the cutting of the sacred mistletoe. The scene takes place in a grove dominated by an oak tree, sacred to the goddess. At the rising of the moon, Norma ceremoniously <laughs> cuts the mistletoe, which grows on the oak, and she sings her aria. Unbeknownst to her followers, she has violated her vow of chastity the Roman official polione I don't know Not actually I don't think I'm saying that name right sorry <laughs> to whom she has born two children oh my and then um, she and the cabaletta following Casta Diva so mm-hmm. we all know in Bel Canto arias there's usually like in the slow section right. and then the fast section that's the cabaletta mm-hmm. and so during the cabaletta she that sings <laughs> she <laughs> sings of her love for Polione, Abella and mio ritorno who is abandoned who abandoned her for the young Vestal Virgin Adalgisa. Hmm. Um, so there's still a Vestal Virgin, not to worry. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was concerned. <laughs>
0: but I think it's kind of funny that it's a Mezzo who's the, the Virgin.
1: Because yeah. usually
0: it's the, Typically, ve- the the Mezzo who's the more racy character. That's right. You guys know I'm, I'm a racy that's... Mezzo.
1: <laughs> Watch out, world. Here comes Mallory. <laughs>
0: But I would love to sing that role, too. Otto oh, Jesus, it's so pretty.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, so Vera, you got that one. Number three, the moonlit serenade, Come Gentile, sung by the tenor and chorus, and accompanied by only lute and tambourine, comes from this comic operetta by Gaetano Donizetti. Is it A, Il Campanello, B, Elixir of Love, C, Don Pasquale, or D, La Fia du Regiment?
2: B, no. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> stuff I mean, stuff <laughs> What are those options again?
0: Uh, a Il Campanello, B Elixir of Love, C Don Pasquale, D La Fiee du Regiment. I think
1: it's C. Ding 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 yes! ding ding ding, ding. Oh. Don Pasquale. Put but me to shame. <laughs> Isn't there a lute scene though in?
0: Is elixir? there an elixir? There, pro- I mean, come on, composers like copied themselves yeah. all the time. There probably is. I don't know. Uh. <laughs> um, the title character of this classic opera is a wealthy but foolish elderly bachelor, disapproving of his nephew Ernesto's engagement to a penniless young widow Norina. Don Pasquale decides to get married himself and produce a new heir. Oh wow! His physician, Doctor, I know, right? <laughs> his physician, Doctor Malatesta, arranges a marriage with his virginal convent-bred sister. Unbeknownst to Pasquale, however, Malatesta is in league with the young lovers and the sister is actually Norena disguised. Immediately after the, ferret, the marriage by a fake notary, sound familiar? Mm-hmm. Little baron from Mozart, maybe? <laughs> Just, a Just a smidge. Just a smidge. Let's see. The timid bride abruptly turns into a domineering shrew who re- redecorates Pasquale's home. She orders jewels, a coach, and a fleet of servants. And the final straw comes when Pasquale finds a letter arranging a romantic tryst with another man. Um, so the delightful Come Gentile occurs in the third act when Ernesto serenades the waiting arena, and the piece, which is also used in the overture, was literally a trump <laughs> tune. So um, Donizetti is, t- is said to have brought the publisher to his house after rehearsal, uh-huh. and after digging through a box of old manuscripts, he gave him this piece, oh. <laughs> which had been written sometime earlier as a concert song, and yeah, they just guess they put it in there. (laughs) Oh, too funny. (laughs) Okay, so Leah, you got that one. Yes. (laughs) Number four, the title heroine of this French opera literally goes mad by moonlight and begins dancing with her shadow. Is it A, Massanet's Sandrillon, B, Delibe Lacme, C, Meyerbeer's Dorina, or sorry, Dinora, Dorina, what the heck, Dinora, (laughs) or D, Gounod's Mireille
1: <laughs> oh, I can't I can't drink if I'm laughing. Hold on. <laughs> well,
2: Leah, you finished first. <laughs> Vera is cheating.
1: Whoa. Vera has taken
2: one sip out of her champagne. Mine is gone. So yeah. someone's this cheating to empty. get the second guess. In fact,
1: guess. you know what? Let's fill you up. Uh-huh. That's right. Well, that's there the smart way to go. do it, get the
2: second guess because then I've already gotten more That's right. <laughs> okay, so let me tell you the, amp- the yes, give options me an again. Options, yeah, and
0: Leah, you should know this one. Oh my gosh. See, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, just because it's your voice. It's more your voice type than Vera's. So A Cendrian Sandrion, <laughs> Sandrion. Uh-huh. D or sorry B Lachme C Dinora D
2: Gunos Murea Trying to get an answer from Mallory's eyes. <laughs> I'm gonna go with A. Uh,
1: Which one was A? Sandrion. Is it Lacme? A uh, uh, crap.
0: Dinora! Ombre leger. <laughs> You can give me another chance. <laughs> That's true. I'm oh, sorry. I gave you the answer. <laughs> Way to cut I her off. Surprised. I mean, I'm
1: sure she knew it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I did
2: know it. I Come on. Did. Okay, Yes. Yeah.
0: Just go look up um, Ombre Leger from Dinora by Meyerbeer, and you'll hear it. It's a really cool piece. She goes mad by the moonlight, dancing with her shadow in that piece. It's very cool. It awesome. sounds
2: awesome. I really
0: am uh, sure. like, I should probably look into it. We're going to look up That's all awesome kinds so-
1: of stuff <laughs> later. <laughs>
0: Um. Okay, so number five. Here's the last one, you guys. Okay. All right. Ooh, it's tied. Ooh. This one is not moon-themed, okay? Head-to-head, head, girl.
2: <laughs> tied one-to-one <to> on <laughs> <out of> five <laughs> questions
0: is not
1: very good. I think we're doing great. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, here we go. Number five. Sarah Brightman is not a typical operatic soprano. She specializes in musicals. However... <laughs> She also made several CD recordings with a mixture of pop songs, operatic arias and themes from musicals. One of the operatic arias she has recorded on several occasions is Nessun Dorma. Oh my. What's odd about Sarah Brightman singing this particular aria? A. It is a tenor aria rearranged for Sarah Brightman's CD. B. Sarah Brightman wrote the lyrics. C. Sarah Brightman composed the music. D. Sarah Brightman ends every single CD of
1: hers with this song. Um, I was finished drinking first. Yes. So I'm going to take that one. Um, It is not written for a lady. <laughs> <laughs> Number, uh,
0: letter A, it is a tenor aria. Woot nice. So Vera, you got that one. So in other words, I kicked
1: Leah's butt. Yeah. <laughs> <I'm
0: just> doing- <laughs> okay, well, we're not done with the games yet. No. Oh. You're right. <laughs> okay, now get ready for two truths and a lie. All right. Now I'm not going to make you guys drink on this one. You're just oh, going to okay. have to write down your answer. But can okay? we? Okay. You can do this <laughs> Off, <laughs> all right, so two truths and a lie. Um, just a heads up that I got some fun help from some of our friends on Facebook for, oh, for some fantastic. of these, so we'll give them a shout out afterwards. Here's number one: The following movies feature opera music: Space Jam, the 1996 sport comedy film starring basketball player Michael Jordan and the Looney Tunes characters, Tomb Raider. The Cradle of Life, the 2003 action-adventure film starring Angelina Jolie. The last option is Pineapple Express, a 2008 American Stoner film starring James Franco and Seth Rogen. Two of those are true. One is a lie. Mm. Which one is a lie? A, B, or C? Is that what we're choosing from? Sure, you can say A, B, or C. Space Jam, Toon Raider, or Pineapple Express. So, I haven't seen
1: Space Jam in forever. Yeah. That's not. <laughs>
2: mm. <laughs> All right. I've got my answer. Okay. Leah, Irid? I'm going to go with C, Pineapple Express. Okay. Vera?
0: My answer is A is the lie. Actually, it is. It's C, Pineapple Express. <laughs> Son of a gun!
2: <laughs> there, it was, up. there was
0: opera music in Space Jam and Tomb Raider, the really? cradle of life. Yep. That's right. Who knew Space 2? Okay, so Leah, can you mark down Leah gets a point? I guess. You're gonna leave that up to Vera to mark all the points, that I, got. I look I wrote one. <laughs> okay, number two. Later in life, Wagner considered writing operas about the following. Now remember, one of these is tr- or one of these is a lie, the two are true. Okay. So here we go.
1: We have very important people here, sorry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, so he either he considered writing operas about the following. Pluto, the Greek god of the underworld, Mm -hmm. Jesus Christ, Mm -hmm. the Jewish preacher and religious leader, (laughs) or Buddha, the ascetic and sage. So write down your answer, and then when you're ready, just tell me which one you think was a lie. Will you say that one more time? Sure. So later in life, Wagner considered writing operas about the following. Pluto, the Greek god of the underworld, Jesus Christ, the Jewish preacher and religious leader, or Buddha, the ascetic and sage. Hmm. One of those is a lie. Two of them are true.
1: All right, I've got my- Ready? Mm -hmm. Leah, you ready? Yeah. Okay, Vera, what do you think? I think it's B because we know that he was an (laughs) anti-Semite.
0: Okay, Leah? I also went with B. Mm -hmm. Really? Yes, he, the lie was Pluto. Really? Oh, yes. That's fascinating. Yep. Mm-hmm. Wagner considered writing up as about Jesus and Buddha. Huh. Interesting. Very a little cool. hypocritical.
1: A little bit. Yes, a little bit, bit. But,
0: you know. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> number three. So these are these are going to be three different um, kind of like short story things. Okay. W- one of them is a lie. Two are true. All right. They're all a little outrageous. Okay. <laughs> okay. eight. Later in life, Benjamin Britten began sketching an opera based on the play Arsenic and Old Lace, with Dame Agatha Christie providing the libretto, only to be stymied by Hollywood superstars, or superstar Errol Flynn, who had purchased the exclusive rights for his short-lived production company, Friar Tuck Films. That's A. Okay. B. Elvis impersonators, dwarves, and a row of chorus singers using the toilet without washing their hands afterwards... We're all featured in an English national opera production of Un Mascara by director. Okay, this is a hard name to say. Excuse my probably mispronunciation. Bieto um, Calisto, he is a Spanish, defending the toilet humor, saying, quote, What shocks me is the way people are outraged by the toilet humor, yet applaud an aria in which a man brutally beats his wife. Hmm. Unquote.
1: I mean, points for that. Yeah, right?
0: Whether it's true or not. Right. That's true. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay, C. When Gounod's opera Faust wasn't selling tickets, the producer gave away tickets for the first three performances to people out of town and declared the performances were sold out. Wondering Mm -hmm. what all the fuss was about, the public began buying tickets and Faust became a hit. Mm. So do you think it was (laughs) A, the opera, the Benjamin Britten, Arsenic and Old Lace opera, the toilet chorus singers on toilets, or the Faust fake selling out?
1: <laughs> mm, this is a hard one. <laughs> this is down.
2: Mm.
1: Okay. Okay. <laughs> but I think I'm wrong. <laughs>
2: okay, Leah, which one? I actually think I might be right. But Which one do you think is a lie? I think that A is a lie.
0: Okay. Vera, what do you think? C.
2: Eh.
1: Leah's right. It's A. C. I was going to go with A
0: too. <laughs> I wish Startup. it was true though. I wish mm-hmm. it were true. That'd be so cool. Um, so I just want to give a shout out to composer Daniel Felsenfield for the fake fact about the Agatha Christie opera. <laughs> How I wish it were true. Thanks a lot, right. Daniel. Um, okay, number four. So again, these are like three sort of short paragraphs. Okay. Two of them are true. One is false. All right. A. The Neuköllner Opera House in Berlin, sorry for my (laughs) pronunciation, is encouraging its audience to smoke cannabis while watching Camille Saint-Saëns' opera um, La Princesse Jeanne, sometimes uh, translated as the Oriental Princess, which features a fantastical dream caused by a potion. Interesting. According to reports, the opera house wants the public to enhance... The psychedelic experience of Camille Saint-Saëns' drug opera. I don't know why they're calling it a drug opera. I don't think it's really a drug (laughs) opera. Performers will also smoke pot on stage. Which, come on. That would be ridiculously difficult. Maybe the supers, not the singers.
1: Maybe like dancers. I don't even know about that. That would be ridiculously difficult. (laughs) I know, right? So that's A. Um,
0: B. Though believed to have never met, Verdi and Wagner actually carried on with regular clandestine encounters, mostly in Vaduz on the Rhine. I don't know that city. Hmm. There is no record of what was discussed, but it is assumed that the two compared compositions to ensure that they would not conflict stylistically. Gounod was once part of the group, but was excused for what Verdi called unsavory behavior.
1: Hmm.
0: C... <laughs> Jean-Baptiste Lully is considered the father of French opera, though he was actually born in Italy. He pioneered the concept of the conducting stick, but unfortunately was killed by his own invention when he struck his foot with a heavy conducting staff. So, he actually didn't use a small Mm -hmm. stick, he used a staff. The initial injury didn't kill him, but his foot eventually became gangrenous and he later died. Okay. So, A, we got the pot-smoking opera... B the Verdi and Wagner bromance mm-hmm. or C getting gangrene on your foot. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Alright. Leah, yeah. what do you think? I think it's B. B, okay.
1: I also think it's B.
2: Ding 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 ding! <laughs> All right. I actually see. Is one of the few—no offense toward my like college degrees—but I should remember (laughs) that. One of the few stories that I still remember because I just thought it was crazy. Like I was like, oh man, that's Yes. yes.
1: Yeah, so you guys, For some that reason that, that sort knowledge of, uh... has
2: stuck in my brain, so that yep. I not good about.
1: Yep. Shut Although up. that whole German pot smoking opera thing, that is pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's real. It's true. Yeah,
0: <laughs> that's true. That's the true one. Fun <laughs> with substances. It's mm-hmm. crazy. And well, so I wanted to say first of all, I want to say about the fake fact, the Verdi and Wagner fact. Uh-huh. Shout out to Stan D. Sweekle. Um, I asked Stan if I could plug anything for him, since mm-hmm. we were going to use this fake fact, and he said, you can plug that I'm a tenor looking for a show that to be in, so that I can have something to plug.
1: <laughs>
0: Someone hire <Nice>. Stan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. he's yeah. great. Next, Stan. Thank you. <laughs> and about the pot smoking opera, so here's a little bit more information on that. The artistic director, Glock, Glockson, <laughs> argues the audience will have a different experience smoking pot while watching the opera, um...
1: And that it will be improved with a few joints. That's a direct quotation. Ah, with a few joints, I'm sure anything would be improved.
0: <laughs> he said My the opera goodness. house asserts artistic license will be protected from drug laws. Hmm. Possession of up to ten grams of cannabis in Berlin is considered for personal use, and authorities. <laughs> that
1: seems like a lot, it but does. I don't really know. Any yeah, about. I mean on you as a person just walking around town i feel like that's a lot but what? I don't know. Um, so
0: authorities don't usually make arrests if someone was caught is caught and this actually said if someone is caught with such a small amount of pot but i'm pretty sure 10 grams is kind of a lot so whatever yeah. um so smoking pot in public places is illegal so they think that their artistic license is going to be covered. That's interesting. That, interesting. I don't know. I don't More power that. to them. <laughs> Go for it, guys. <laughs> all right.
1: Well, so let's see. Who won? Well, I guess I'll admit that Leah is leading. By <laughs> one point. That's it. Those are, That's that was the all the lessons. Leah won that <laughs> one. Yes. Good. What do
2: I win? This is the real question. <laughs> More Ragged champagne, right? More champagne. All right. Great.
0: All right, so the last thing I want to talk to you guys about before I let you go is our outreach program because you guys are the co-directors of Outreach. So tell we us about it.
1: Well, our um, outreach program, I think, <laughs> not to toot my own horn here, no. Um, <laughs> we have crafted this beautiful, fun, light show um, out of the most beloved melodies in opera. And we've set it to sort of an updated version of Cinderella. So, um, it's something that really relates well, especially to our target audience, which are, you know, traditionally kids and people who don't know much about opera. And, um, it's just so much fun. We all get to sing some beautiful, beautiful melodies and, um, have a ton of fun doing it. So,
2: yeah. 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 (laughs) Um, yeah. So we're triple cast, so we can go into all kinds of schools whenever it works for their schedules. And we hopefully have... A hefty enough cast that we can go Mm -hmm. anywhere whenever you want us to be there. Um, Yeah, so it's going to be super fun. If you have any ideas on, like, cool things that kids are into, you could go onto our website and find our email, or you can write it down right now. It's newmoonoutreach at gmail.com. You can definitely email that with any questions or, like, cool, neat things that kids are into that we can add into our program because we like to have up-to-date references that that's the kids right. will think are cool so we can show them how neat we are and that I mean, we're not just old opera singers. <laughs> we
1: still think Pokemon Go is cool. We're like, so. Pokemon Go? I think that's so cool but maybe it's not. I don't know. Blank faces on the like brand new
2: things kids. every two weeks. That's right. So. <laughs> Um, fidget spinners, anyone? Fidget, uh, I think they're still into fidget are spinners. They? Are they? I think okay. so. Yeah, we're getting the thumbs up cool. from a parent. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> fidget spinners, cool. Yeah. um But you can also go onto our website, and if you really love the cause, you can always donate to us. So our website is newmoonopera.org. You can go on there, you can donate to us, you can find a flyer for more information. If you have your kids' schools or other schools that you think might like us to come in. You can get information about it in a little bit. You can also email that newmoonoutreach at gmail.com, and we're happy to answer any questions that you might have. Um, yeah. yeah, but it's really a neat show. It's a really neat show. So, and What
0: age group is that for, mostly?
2: So at the moment, we really are focused toward elementary school kids. So we have a, a show that I think can really work toward a lot of different audiences but at the moment we're gonna try to focus on elementary schools and um, they're the most fun too I I have to say (laughs) we've um, we've done
1: the show um, at some schools and uh, the response is just overwhelming we have (laughs) um, the school that we did last season um, when we were first starting this new enterprise the kids there were just over the moon. We got so many comments back from children saying, I love opera, I wanna watch this all day long. This yeah. was so fun, so really funny. I can't really that, I'll yeah. watch it all day. Absolutely, <laughs> they were so thrilled and that really just shows me that opera is, you know, Unfortunately, while yes, by the numbers it's dying out. And I think it's because we are not presenting it to people in a way that's that's accessible and manageable, and especially kids. Kids are sponges, they soak it all up, and we just need to present it in a way that's fun and engaging. And once they see what we have to offer that way, they love it. Yeah, I think it really um that really relates to
0: our um our opera company's mission statement too Mm -hmm. because we're all about presenting opera in a fun and accessible way and we want to create new opera lovers and i think that um especially with our outreach program but really our any of our performances in general we just try to show people that like you're allowed to clap you're allowed to laugh (laughs) it's supposed to be fun um hopefully we'll talk more about this uh in a future episode but When opera first came around, it was for everybody, not just rich people that we think of right now, and people used to go to the same opera multiple nights in a row, so they weren't just sitting there. They weren't expected to just sit there and shut up and watch. Right. There were lights on. There were candles, (laughs) and people would be walking around and chatting, and they'd be eating and drinking, and then, you know, maybe their favorite aria comes up, and they tell everybody in their box, shut up, shut up, it's my favorite aria, (laughs) and then they listen and um, you know, it, opera experience used to be a lot different, and now mm-hmm. we we just think people should sit there for four hours. It's just too long You're right. <laughs> sometimes.
1: <laughs> and those are some great, but I think that um, as an outsider, it can be very difficult to approach opera when you feel like you don't know the rules and you yeah. don't know what you're about to walk into. And there aren't many experiences nowadays where you have to just sit down and be quiet for four hours at a time and, <laughs> you know, listen to this very heavily orchestrated, but, you know, hopefully beautiful <laughs> piece of work. It's just something that that unfortunately people don't do as much some, anymore. And To be able to present it in a new light is really what we're all so passionate about here.
0: Yeah. So, Leah, can you just hit really quick on some of the different um, ideas that uh, the outreach teaches the kids when we go in there? Like, what are some of the things that it focuses on?
2: Yeah. So, not only do we take excerpts that they might actually recognize, Mm because a lot of them are really famous things that they might hear in movies or even in cartoons and shows. So, that's fun just to, to... be able to rehear things that they might hear just in everyday life, watching TV and such. But then we also like to use that to teach kids a little bit about different voice types and different ways of singing. We can teach kids about costuming and the type of characters that are involved. And then hopefully, because with our program we have the opportunity for them to ask questions, they can hear about other aspects too, like how can I get into directing something or the lights or you know stage design things like that so there's really a whole world of stuff even if you don't want to be a singer there's a whole world of artistic stuff that you can do with opera so we can really teach them about all of those things
1: yeah absolutely
2: and i i think too
1: what's neat is that when we have those sessions where kids are allowed to ask questions many of them ask how we got our start you Mm -hmm. know they want to know what the journey is to be an opera singer um i think people often think that it's uh far fancier or more magical journey than it actually is. (laughs) And at the end of the day, you just have, you know, it's interesting to see their faces when you say, well, I just worked really hard and I studied just like I would study any other subject Mm -hmm. and, you know, kept working at it until I got somewhere. And I think that that's really inspiring for them to know that it's something within their reach.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. So if you guys are interested in hearing more about our outreach program, you can uh, visit us at newmoonopera.org or you can email uh, New Moon Opera Outreach. It's just New Moon oh, sorry. Outreach. New Moon
2: Outreach <laughs> at <laughs> gmail.com.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much, Leah and Vera, for being here. Thanks, Thanks to Mimi for and us. Leonard. <laughs> they were pretty nice, actually. Now. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, so oh, no, All right. <laughs>
0: Well, thank you so much for listening to our podcast. We'll be back with more opera games and interviews with New Moon Opera musicians and more information about our upcoming season. In the meantime, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and visit our website at newmoonopera.org. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Bye.